the glue that holds us together. And your boobs are the glue that holds <laughs> us together as well. <laughs> boobs hold me together. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Because of Course. We're back, bitches. Yay. <laughs> Yay, we're back. I'm Diana. I'm Judan. And yeah, we're back. We took a little bit of a break. Um, there was a lot of life things happening. A little bit of hiatus. A lot going on. All good. Happy to be back. Yes. We got to act like normal people again, pre-babies. We actually got out to a movie theater over the past few weeks. Yes. Um, amazing. I know. And one of the movies we saw was Knives Out. And so that's what we're talking about today. Um, so Knives Out, which you've probably heard of already, but if you haven't, it's um, sort of this like fun modern day murder mystery. And it was written and produced by Ryan Johnson. And it, basically it's about this, this crime novelist. His name is Harlan Thrombey and he dies just after his birthday. So this detective comes in to investigate. And so everyone is a suspect. And that's when we meet Harlan Thrombey's whole family. They're like this wealthy New England family and they all sort of live off of his success. And so all the members are interviewed and we get to see everyone's point of view and it sort of takes off from there. And at the center of the movie is Marta, who is, she's like Harlan's like caretaker and friend. Um, She's his nurse, essentially. And so a lot of it centers on her. And so we'll jump into what we liked and didn't like about this movie. But first of all, I feel like we have to talk about the cast because it was stacked. It was stacked. I mean, this movie has been out for a while, too. Also, just side note, probably will be spoilers here if you plan on seeing Knives Out. Oh, yes. Good call. It's been out for a while since, like, Thanksgiving. So, but we'll give you the courtesy. Because I do think a lot of people hadn't heard of this. Like, everyone I've talked to, they were like, oh, I'm not, like, yeah. like, James is like, I'm not even sure what this is. But then he loved it. Everyone I've been telling him, like, it is, like you said, it's a fun murder mystery. It has, like, a lot of different genres in there, along with, like, a, like, stacked cast. Yeah. Yeah, Manny didn't know what it was either, actually. So good call. Um, it might not be as popular as I'm assuming it is. I thought so, too, because this, because the cast is stacked. I was like, oh, surely everyone's heard of this movie with, like, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis, Christopher Plummer, fucking Don Johnson. <laughs> Christopher Plummer was amazing. And that was like actually one of the things I was going to bring up as I wish there was a little bit more of him. Agreed. Even though he was the one who died. But <laughs> there is so many good people in this. Like you already mentioned, Chris Evans, amazing. And he should just wear sweaters in every movie he's ever in. Such a ride. Such a ride. <laughs> Such a ride. Tony Collette, I really loved. Um, I love Tony Collette in general because she's like, yes, she's like a chameleon. She can just be whoever in any movie. And she just, she was great. I don't know. She's sort of this like lifestyle blogger, right? And so she was just a little out there, but yeah, this like new agey mom. She but she played it super well. She yeah, totally played the like flighty little. Oh, like have you been to my yoga studio? Right, kind of person, <laughs> amazing. Right. Also, all of the I feel like all of the cast that had accents that come to the cast with accents in terms of, like Tony Collette's Australian, Daniel mm-hmm. Craig. You're like. Wait, <laughs> what is your accent? Like, what is your normal accent? That's how uh, I thought they were really well. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel Craig's accent was really fun. It was a really fun Southern, as Chris Evans says, during one part, like this Kentucky foghorn <laughs> like, type of accent. 
But the whole time I was like, wait, is Daniel, Daniel Craig's British, right? Yeah, like, he's doing yeah. this really well. Yeah, it's really fun. Very, um, reminded me of, um, what's his name? Kevin Spacey in House of Cards. Just like this, that really oh, deep yeah. Southern sort of accent. This drawl, yeah. Um, so really fun, entertaining movie. Kind of weird to say about a murder mystery, but like you said, it a lot of, touches a lot of genres. So there is like some, a little bit of comedy aspect. Um, but still pretty dark, I thought. Um, definitely not my normal genre, I would say. <laughs> Very old-fashioned feeling, um, very, like, Sherlock Holmes-esque, but very fun. Well, that old-fashioned feeling, I think, is, like, Ryan Johnson's whole artistic thing. I don't know, have you ever seen Brick of his? No, I've never, I haven't seen it. It's like when I was in college or like right out of college and it came out, you're like, oh, this is so cool. And it's basically another murder mystery with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And it takes place among high schoolers, but they talk like they're in a 40s noir movie. And he also did Looper, which I feel also has this kind of antique quality feel to it. And like the, he, he kind of has that classic tone to him, no matter when he does his movies. I, this was like a bit more fun of his movies i think that i've seen all three all three of his movies that i've seen <laughs> no he's done more i think i've seen more but i mean he's actually like the last star wars movie not the newest one yeah. but the one before but other than that i don't i'm not sure i've seen anything else of his he's done like he did a lot of episodes of breaking bad too like oh, okay. okay so this yeah. up his wheelhouse he he's he's good i really liked the I thought unexpected criticism and like commentary on class and wealth with yes, like Marta being Latina and then her mother being an immigrant and, and being in the country illegally. And then, you know, there's her oh, who's very much the focus of the movie. And then Harlan Thrombey's entire family that is very wealthy, but they essentially live off of his wealth. And even we already talked about Tony Collette, that she like basically collects paychecks for her daughter's school. And she's been kind of skimming some money as well. So that's her. And then Jamie Lee Curtis, who is his daughter, you know, she says at one point like that she built her own wealth. But then we find out that she just like borrowed like a million dollars to to like began this business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then there's um, Michael Shannon's character. He runs this publishing company that is really Harlan's publishing company. So effectively he like hasn't accomplished anything himself. He's just sort of working for his father's company or, you know, based off his father's wealth. So it's really interesting. Just, I thought it was, I actually thought it was a little subtle, but I don't think, I don't think it is subtle. Um, but I, I guess I wasn't expecting it. James said the same exact thing too, that he was like, Oh, look at this. Um, subtle nod to like a pro-immigrant almost stands like a kind of like a progressive i mean so i mean how many spoils should we like just talk about what happens yes we're gonna spoil it hard right now spoil it hard it's just how i like it (laughs) (laughs) Um, so marta ends up getting harlan leaves everything to marta the house the wealth everything and so yeah it it is almost this like call of like look this immigrant took their money, they mm-hmm. took their jobs, but at the same token, they never worked for those jobs. They never got those jobs themselves on their own merit. It was just always handed to them. Yes. But I, it took me, I, I honestly, James put it out to me. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh she got it. I wasn't trying to think that deep about it. <laughs> um, but then, yes. Yeah, I, I, I didn't either. I didn't either. I, yeah, I didn't really notice it the first time around. But I think if you like really think about it, it, it kind of comes yeah. out. And even just like, you know, the subtle things on like everything you just said, which I, I hadn't actually hadn't really thought of like, yeah, like she's taking our money um, and job and, and everything. 
And then even just things like they kept saying like, oh, she's part of the family. She's a part of the family. But then when, you know, push comes to shove, it's sort of like, well, they didn't invite her to the funeral. And then, you know, when she's shown any type of goodwill from, you know, Harlan, you know, everything goes to shit. And then they when they didn't know like what type of Latina she was when like everyone was like, oh, she's Ecuadorian or she's you know, from Uruguay or somewhere else. That was like, oh, yes, God. that was such a good, that was such a like a good look. Oh, she's your Brazilian nurse. And I wanted her to be like the very end to be like, I'm fucking Cuban, bitches, or yes, like whatever. Yes, like yeah. I wanted her to be like, no, no, it was good. I mean, and they, they do have it. It really isn't subtle as much as you, as we thought it was. I think here's the thing, you and I, like, we wanted to just go have a good time. Yes, that's <laughs> like, exactly right. I'm exactly. trying to, like, think about social issues. I think about social issues constantly. Yes, exactly. I, I go to movies to like, get away. And this, it yeah. did get away, but then when you really think about the message. When it, you really think about it. Yeah. Well, they had that con- whole conversation about immigrants coming over and all that. You know, the whole family, <sighs> like, had that conversation. Yeah. That was so uncomfortable. I love that they made the sun like a little they were like all right piece of shit like they were like little <laughs> so the nazi kids masturbating in the bathtub to like dead <laughs> that was such a good lie <laughs> but so they had the whole conversation about about like oh the rules and they're legally and then you know at the end daniel craig even says to her like you got all of this be- not because you played by their quote-unquote r- their rules but because you were a good person, you know, like at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. I mean, so yeah, it, it probably it really was not that subtle at all. <laughs> we were we were just trying not to think too hard during the movie. That's I know. All. I feel like right away you were like, oh, obviously Chris Evans has something to do with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I really didn't suspect anybody else had anything to do with it, and they give it away right away. Like they, yes, they give away this is what happens, but there is still a twist. And obviously it does involve Chris Evans. Uh, and then it, it it was great. It was still a great twist. Yeah, it was still really, really well done. And then even just giving it away a little bit earlier on made me even side with Marta more because I was so nervous for her because it the way it reveals itself is that Marta had something to do with it accidentally. And then so the whole time I'm like, oh, my God, because like you you like her so much versus everyone else. You're like, I don't want anything bad to happen to her. Right. Um, and I also really like that. You know, they had that, those two cops plus thing. Craig. Yeah. I like that one cop who's like a fanboy. <laughs> he's like yeah. super excited he was like, about from Hamilton. Get it? <laughs> yeah. So and then when Daniel Craig at the end of the movie is like really laying out exactly what happened, when the other cop is like, oh, you know, I didn't think of that. And then the fanboy cop is like, shh, 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 like, let, let this happen. Let this happen. <laughs> like, I'm watching it happen. Yeah. It was fun. I think James had mentioned, I don't know if he's read this or he was just thinking this would be a fun idea, like following the detective Blanc, uh, Detective Blanc with the character Daniel Craig plays on like other murder mysteries. And I was like, I don't know that I want to watch a whole other movie about it, but I kind of want to watch like a montage of him solving mystery. Yes, yes. Okay. I actually, I thought the same thing. It'd be fun to have like a Detective Blanc series or something. Yeah, that might, that might be fun. Because he is funny and you're, and there are at some point you trying to think like, oh, are you really bad at this? Or are you good at this? Like, what are you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out that he's a good guy. Too. Yeah. No, it was just, I think everyone was well done. Even Don Johnson as like shitty husband was good. Like Michael Shannon is weird guy is always good. Yeah. He, he was a really good weird guy. He reminded me of that guy from SNL whose name is, I'm blanking right now. Um, Bill Hader. 
Hader. Yes. Him and Bill Hader are very similar. Yes. And I also, I mean, we mentioned it a little bit, but I feel like what was fun also about the movie is like people playing against like what they're usually typecast as, like Daniel Craig being 007. And he was just like, not that at all, at all in this movie. And then. Yeah, he's like singing a song about donuts. Yeah. With the car. <laughs> the or like, donut of a donut. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yes. And then Chris Evans, obviously, playing sort of this like incredibly privileged, like fucking asshole of a guy when he's obviously, you know, he's Captain America for most people. So that was really fun, too. And I think that's what I feel like they had fun with it and then probably came through because I feel like it was just really fun to watch them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Is there anything you like didn't particularly like about the movie or? No, I thought it was overall good. I am, I'm like not a fan of throwing up. Oh yeah, that was a lot. So when it was like very visual at the one point, that was my only like hesitation. <laughs> So um, gross. I did like, I mean, because I enjoyed it was like a well shot scene when he like was lunging at her. Yes. And I was like, but I didn't want to see his face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and there was so much foreshadowing that I think probably a more perceptive like moviegoer probably could figure it out. But it's still fun. You know, like Christopher Plummer says the line about, you know, they can't tell the difference between a prop and a real knife and all that. And so, you know, that kind of came to light. So, yeah, it, it was good. Definitely wish there was more Christopher Plummer scenes. Yes. Um, I feel like this is also, you know, this is nominated for quite a few stuff. Yeah, it was nominated for a few things. I didn't I didn't look it up, but Manny's the one who told me. He's like, oh, this has been nominated for some stuff, which I didn't realize. Yeah. But yeah, I don't have anything negative about the movie either. I've, the, the same thing I said earlier. I wish I'd seen more. It's hard with an ensemble cast, but I wish we'd gotten more time with some of the characters. Because um, everybody was so fun um, and just kind of interesting. Um, really good movie. I'm glad I, I'm glad we got out to, um, to see it. Agreed. We were almost between this and, um, Uncut Gems because I've heard Uncut Gems also supposed to be really good. Okay. I, when I saw the preview for that, I was like zero chance I'm ever going to watch this movie because I don't know, Adam Sandler and anything that's not funny. I'm like, I'm, I can't do this. But then I started reading reviews and hearing from people and apparently it's like awesome. So now I'm like, okay, here's the thing though. So James had thought the same thing. And then he was, because he had not heard that names out after, during this. And then afterwards he was like looking up on Rotten Tomatoes. The user reviews of Knives Out and the critics reviews are both like 90 plus. Like everyone loves this. Nice. But of Uncut Gems, the critics reviews are like 90 plus and the user reviews are like 50. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's like 50%. So people going to see it, like it just depends on who you are. Just like, yeah. So now we're like, yeah. <laughs> Got it. I'm glad we went to go see Knives Out too. Yeah, I've been reading like the critics stuff mostly, I guess. So. And it's still maybe a good movie. We still might watch it and love it. But now I'm like, do I want to spend my time? Yes, exactly. We have, as parents, we have very few, yeah. Very few opportunities to actually go out. So, yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, But fun movie. Go out to see it if you don't have kids and um, actually have time. All right. So let's talk about pop culture and what's been going on recently. So who knew that Cameron Diaz and Benji Madden were a thing? I had no idea. Is that weird? Okay. No idea. He's not even like the good Charlotte of the Charlotte. I mean, he's not like the person (laughs) I think of when I think of good Charlotte. You're just like, he's the lesser of the Madden brothers, I feel like. Yeah. First of all, she's married. 
Didn't know that. Second of all, she was even pregnant. Didn't know that. So all of this is just a surprise. But apparently they've been married since like 2015. Wait, they're actually married? Why do I think they were just engaged? They're actually married. They're, it, it's Michelle Williams who's engaged and pregnant. Oh, that's what And then Cameron Diaz has, has apparently been married for like five years now and um, just had a baby girl. And so they announced it on Instagram. Her name is, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but her name is Radix Maiden. Radix. Radix or Radix? I can't imagine Radix. I assume Radix. I feel like Radix, yeah. I mean, either one is weird, but but it's like celebrity weird. like Yeah, it'll be normal in a few years, so it's fine. <laughs> there was no picture of her or anything. They wanted to keep it private, which is fine. So congrats to her. She's, you know, she's like 47. So she's, I mean. I wonder if that's why they kept it silent, just to like. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but good for her. And then, so we were just talking about Michelle Williams. So she is engaged to the Thomas Kale. Oh, and she's also pregnant. So he was the director for Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And she has the daughter, Matilda, who is, um, she's 14 years old already. I feel like the last picture I saw of her, she was like five. A baby. Yeah. I feel like really behind. So they're also like super private. So I don't really know when they got together, but... They met on that, um, I don't know how to pronounce it, Fosse Verdon, that show that she was on. Oh, yeah. That's right. About Fosse. <laughs> and so she split from her husband, like, only, like, eight months ago. Um, so that was pretty quick. These are, like, good good stories. You, like, you know, feel like she's been through some tragedy. So it's nice to... Yeah. I, I always, like, when things come up better and, like, things are going well, I'm like, good for you. And it's, I don't know if this is weird, but thinking about, like, Dawson's Creek, and I'm like, who... Would have thought like anybody from Dawson's Creek would have come out to be like a legitimate actor or actress, <laughs> and she did, and so did Kenny Holmes, and, and and others did too. It's just it felt very like well, if you're you know a teenage star, you're just not gonna make it as an adult. But right. So the next thing is that Star Wars came out as most of you probably know last month, and it's been marketed as the last, the end of the Skywalker saga. Um, meaning no more movies related to um, the Skywalker line or Skywalker uh-huh. story. They are going to release more movies, but not until 2022, I believe, is the next one. And it's supposedly supposed to be about something totally different. So that's kind of weird. Uh-huh. Um, I don't really know why they would do that, right? Like, it just feels like Star Wars is sort of all about Skywalker. And I'm not spoil anything, but in Star Wars, I mean, it could continue if they wanted it to. So it's a little odd that they would have just said, Oh, we're done. Like, why close it off ever? Like, why not leave yourself open to making literally any movies? <laughs> yeah, you can make movies like literally forever, I think. People would always watch those movies. And it's sort of, I don't know, it's unclear whether people are would be as interested in another Star Wars story that doesn't relate to Skywalker. But who knows? Um, could be wrong. They do have TV series, obviously, Mandalorian, so a lot of people like that. And then they're releasing other series, I think with Obi-Wan, with um, Ewan McGregor. Uh-huh. So they're having a Ewan McGregor series. So they are releasing, like, TV stuff. But as far as movies, they're done for a little bit. But why would you close yourself off to that? Right. You have so many opportunities. You just bought Star Wars. But we'll see. Oh, okay. So another thing about Star Wars, this happened a little while back, but since we haven't been podcasting, we're going to talk about it. So Kelly Marie Tran, she played Rose Tico in the last Star Wars movie. Um, So in case you don't know, she's the Asian American woman um, in Star Wars. (laughs) So she was in The Last Jedi. Right. And so the cast received like a ton of racist and sexist remarks from, you know, people who have nothing better to do. Um, Not just her, but, you know, Ray, Daisy, Ridley, 
for just, you know, being a woman and Finn for being black mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because that's the world we live in. So <laughs> Kelly Marie Tran, she also received like a ton of racist and sexist remarks on her Instagram. And so she had to like, she actually had to shut it down. And in the rise of Skywalker, the latest movie that just came out, she only had one minute and 16 seconds of screen time. And so even though her character was, if not a main character, very close to a main character in The Last Jedi, they sort of like demoted her character a little bit in The Rise of Skywalker. So a lot of people are talking about why would you do that in light of like all the criticism she's faced it feels like you're sort of almost like giving in to that a little bit right right so that's unfortunate but she did write a new york op-ed back again this is back in like september or august where she sort of explains why she's offline now and it was really interesting so one of the things she said is their words seem to confirm what growing up as a woman and a person of color already taught me that i belonged in margins and spaces valid only as a minor character in their lives and stories which is just really interesting because i think it very quickly encompasses like everything you feel as a minority sometimes where you just feel like people place you in sort of this on the sidelines essentially Mm -hmm. basically she's explaining not only were they telling me this but i started believing it and that's why i i no longer am on social media essentially so that's kind of an unfortunate thing that happened with within the star wars world and kind of shitty yeah it is and I feel like, I wonder if they're just, like, completely kind of trying to cut themselves off from, like, more criticisms about the thing. Just be like, Meh. Yeah. What doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they said the reason that her time was cut was, like, not a, not even, like, a good reason that made any sense. People are like, this isn't. Yeah, because she supposedly filmed, like, a bunch of stuff for Rise of Skywalker, the, uh, the movie that just came out. Like, with Carrie Fisher and with Daisy Ridley. But then it just didn't make it to the movie. Which, again, of all the characters to cut, it just feels like, why? <laughs> why would you cut this character that has been so criticized for being... Just just for being a woman. Just for being Asian. So it's just... It feels like a poor decision. Mm-hmm. This is, like, a, just another fun kind of thing. Um, nothing a ton to talk about. But Obama released a list of his favorite movies, TV shows, songs, and books in 2019. One of the top things on his list is Fleabag season two. So I just wanted to bring that up because we love Fleabag. Yes. I'm looking at the list now. I feel like there's some I don't want to see at all. Sorry, <laughs> Obama. But I like I don't know that I want to I don't know that I have like three hours of my life to waste on the Irishman. Yes, I haven't watched it either because I'm like I literally have to set aside an entire evening to watch that, and that is my entire evening. Like I don't have any other me time, just that, and it, it just feels like a lot to dedicate. I agree. Exactly. Things on there that I do really want. I did see Little Women. La la la. Little Women. <laughs> good. I heard Ford versus Ferrari was good too, but I don't know much about it. Oh, uh, okay. I watched Ford versus Ferrari and it was fucking awesome. <laughs> I loved it. And okay, so we we watched a bunch of movies. I didn't want to see it. It was Manny's Choice, and I was like, fine, whatever. I saw it and I was like, this is phenomenal. It is so good. Matt Damon and Christian Bale are in it. Matt Damon is great. Christian Bale was so good. He, I feel like he kills it consistently. He does. And I know he, really he, does. he might be a little bit of an asshole, apparently, like, you know, in real life. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. he just he fucking kills every role that he's in. He's so good. It was a really, really good story. You don't have to care about cars or anything, but essentially it's just about during the 60s, Ford wanted to compete versus Ferrari. So they had to build this like race car and they, they wanted to raise it in this race called Le Mans uh-huh. in France. And so that's kind of what the story's about. And so Matt Damon plays this guy, Carol Shelby, who if you're a car person at all, you know who he is. He So he helps sort of design Ford and then... Christian Bale's character, Ken Miles, is the driver. And it is, it's just so, it's such a good story. And it's like stories, you know, like you don't know about it. And it made me remember 
what I like so much about movies um, and why I like cinema is just like the acting was phenomenal and just like everything I love about just going to the movies. And I was like, this is it was so good. It was so good. That's good to know because I like went that for me was one of those movies that I had not heard much about and was like, oh, sure. Yeah, I feel like it's very like most people haven't heard about that movie, but I've been telling everybody I know. I'm like, go see this movie. Again, though, with Matt Damon and Christian Bale, it's not like there's nobody's in that movie. Right. Or I was like, I've heard more about Parasite than I had about Ford Yeah, Ford. I think I, I only saw like one maybe ad for it. And I thought like, oh, is it Christian Bale versus Matt Damon? Like it didn't really explain what it was in the, in the promos, I think. So I didn't really know what to expect when I went in. Maybe, I don't know if I'm overselling it at all. <laughs> I, I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> I'm going to watch it and be like, Diana, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't even that good. I think I just, I didn't have any expectations. So maybe that's why it like exceeded expectations. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a good point. Um, But it's really good if you get a chance to see it. But anyway, sorry. No, no. I, I also like list on there. Do I would see Just Mercy. I... Ash is the purest white. Parasite, I want to see. I have no interest in seeing Marriage Story, I will say. Well, I don't want to see it mostly because of Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, I hate Scarlett Johansson. I'm sorry. I, I do like Adam Driver. Did you hear how you walked out of an interview with um, Terry Gross? Vaguely heard about it, but I, I don't know much about it. He apparently, he like, he hates watching himself. He, he hates like listening to himself, watching himself. But I guess they, they told him beforehand, like, hey, we are going to play this clip because this is like part of how this podcast right. goes. <laughs> right, right. And then he just like fuck on walked out. They tell you so you have the option to like unplug or whatever during that time and he didn't apparently and then he just walked out. Um, which is odd. It's super odd. But because Terry Gross is like national treasure. And then I want to watch Watchmen because I've heard good things about Watchmen. I don't know anything about Watchmen. I want to watch Unbelievable actually but I I mean we've talked about this where I I'm not, I know I'm not like unique in this, but I just have a, a lot of problems watching like violence against women. And so like, obviously that's like all it's about. And I know it's, you know, it's more of the story of like, you know, how the story kind of turned against her and, and all that. But mm-hmm. I'm almost like too scared to watch it for my own personal <laughs> sake. But I really want to watch that. I don't see. I hadn't heard much about Unbelievable either. So, I mean, thanks Obama for bringing some movies to light. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable is supposed to be amazing. So on Obama's top TV shows, he has Fleabag Season 2, mm-hmm. which we already talked about last episode, and you should watch. Unbelievable, which is sort of the story of this woman who was sexually assaulted. Tony Collette is in it, so um, supposed to be really good. And Watchmen, which I actually don't know much about. Well, I feel like you would like Watchmen, considering your love for, like, superhero movies and things like that. Mm. It is a comic book series that they've made into a television series, a graphic novel, I say. And it, it is a lot of, I think it has a lot to do more with race than, um, and like social issues than most superhero stuff. But I've heard really good things. A lot of people like it. So I would watch Watchmen. I think that's like a good little list, especially I like looking at a year end list of people's and other people, especially now with kids. Like if there have been things that I have just like completely passed me by, this is an opportunity to be like, oh, this is a thing that exists. Maybe I should check it out. Because I agree. I feel like stuff passes me by all the time. And even when I know things are popular, sometimes you just don't have time anymore. Exactly. He does have a list of books, too. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, too. Again, I think this was not my year for reading, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think I've read anything on the list that he put on his list. I haven't read. I heard Girl, Woman, Other was pretty good, but I haven't read. So there you go. If you guys are looking for some some lists. All right. (laughs) So there you go. We don't know what. (laughs) List that we don't know, but Obama knows. (laughs) I got Obama's list. Obama knows, so yeah. I also love the APR like list of books because they have a super like great interactive way 
of like, oh, this is what you should be reading. I love end of year stuff. Same, same. So that's Obama. So thanks, Obama. <laughs> While we've been gone, um, Disney Plus came uh, launched. Have you been watching? Like, what are your thoughts on it? I um, really enjoy Noelle over the Christmas yeah. season. I Noelle was cute. I've also... That was really cute. I love that they have all of the little shorts on there because it is great for kids when you're like, yes, you can watch something, but you like don't have time to show them like a whole 30 minute thing or you don't want them to sit there for 30 minutes. So like here, Alexander's really been into Toy Story lately. So we've been watching the little Toy Story shorts. That is like a perfect six, seven minutes just for, you know, if you need to just do something really quickly, put it on, and then you know, you're, you know, you, I feel less bad than like just watch 12 episodes of Blue's Clues. <laughs> or here, watch all of Toy Story. Exactly. We do that with cars. Um, so I, Alexander likes cars. And so they have shorts also. And so we've been going through all of them, which is really cute. So yeah, so that, that's that been like, I think the, um, the best. We, we watched Lady and the Tramp, which was cute. But I was like, meh, it was fine. Yeah. And I haven't seen Mandalorian. I know people are in love with Baby Yoda and Mandalorian, so. Yeah, I've seen the first, like, three episodes of Mandalorian, which were really good. But I haven't caught up, again, just time-wise. But it's good. I like it. And um, I'm looking forward to, there's a, something supposed to be coming out sometime in January with Gina Rodriguez um, from Jane the Virgin. But I, I think it's called Diary of a Future President or something along those lines. Um, so that's supposed to be coming out. To Disney? To Disney Plus, yeah. Nice. Yeah, all the Marvel stuff is supposed to come out later, like uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. So I'm looking forward to that. But I, I really like Disney Plus during, over the holidays, actually, because my brother and I were just like watching all the old stuff we used to watch together. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was really fun. Yeah, so one of the last things that's been happening since since we podcasted last time is that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, they went on a tour to Africa last year. And so during that time, a couple of things happened. One, they launched the separate legal battles against just like British tabloid. And then second, there was a documentary that came out about their work in South Africa. And then during that documentary, they revealed that they've been struggling a lot just like with the limelight and seemed like really strained and prince harry said that he didn't want to be bullied into like quote-unquote playing this game um that killed his mother and um just very emotional from both of them and so that was pretty interesting we have it on our instagram one of the clips from that documentary with megan in it and so they announced they were taking this break from royal duties and so now they're in canada they've been in canada for weeks now Mm -hmm. and they seem to be enjoying their time but anyway, it's just, like, really interesting because it, it feels, like, very, um, not ex- not even extreme. It just feels like they're just, like, done, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think they're luckier in terms of, you know, they can do that. I, I don't, you know, even if um, William wanted to, I don't know that, like, he and Kate could. True. So, like... They get to, they get to do this and and I th- probably you know not that everyone was like been great to Kate but I feel like you know they've been awful to Megan so in terms of tabloids and yeah they're never like nice but I feel like she in particular they've really like gone after and I think I just really felt for her in that documentary and I know a lot of people are like listen she's like rich and whatever and she's royal now so stop complaining but I don't, it doesn't minimize her pain you know just because she's yeah whoever she is um and it's really felt for her when she was like you know you become a mom and you become a wife and there's so much criticism around both things and especially being a mom you're so you're like just trying to figure shit out and you don't know what you're doing and you feel lonely as it is sometimes or you're just like Mm -hmm. with this baby um i I don't know i felt really really bad for her actually that she was feeling that way because she probably feels so alone especially living in britain like without her mom around or you know her normal life is different now 
she probably just feels lonely and when people are coming like after her like that it just probably feels even worse right so that's unfortunate but anyway i want to just to like kind of catch up on what are Megan and Harry up to? Have you seen this the third season of The Crown? I am like three episodes in. I haven't finished. <laughs> Same. I'm only three episodes in too. As yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. So I'm still still getting through it. But it's good so far. I actually really like what's her what's her what's her name? The um Margaret, the actress. I forget her name right now. Um, yes. She's super famous. Helen Carter. Helen Bowden Carter. Yeah. <laughs> She's really famous. <laughs> she's like a name we shouldn't forget. <laughs> I mean, we should she's know. really famous. I thought when they cast her, I was like, that's gonna be really weird because she she always plays these like oddball roles, right? Yes. And so to have her in more of a quote unquote normal type of role, I suppose. Um, I thought I was like, I'm not gonna be able to get past that, but she's doing really well so far. I really feel like I, I'm not focused on her. I'm focused on her character. Totally agree. And so that's pretty much it for us. Um, are you watching the Golden Globes tonight? Uh, I think I'm going to try and put it on if I can. Again, you know, I just I like watching award shows or following along on Twitter. It's fun. Means nothing. It's way too long. Probably be interrupted by putting kids to bed. But yeah, I think I will tune in, especially now that we've watched Knives Out. And I've seen Little Women and, you know, have some sort of knowledge of things that are out there. It's just fun to watch. How about you? I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Uh, I agree. There's just like a lot of interruptions. But anyway, yeah. So it's hosted by Ricky Gervais. I feel like I have a general knowledge of what's going on also. But again, just with kids and everything, sometimes it feels like it feels far away. Yeah. If I have time and if we're not watching this other thing, I'll probably have it on also. So what have you either been up to or what are you looking forward to in the world of pop culture? I am looking forward to actually I'm going to try and go and see more movies. (laughs) I know that's not necessarily like a very specific thing. Yay. Good. That is such a huge thing. But now be near near family. I want to like make a concerted effort to go see movies. So I think I'm going to see if we can. We might still go see Uncut Gems. I mean, but maybe not. <laughs> it's now time with Time is Precious. Now I kind of want to see Ford versus Ferrari that, that you've talked it all up. I really liked it. I hope I don't want to know, but I feel like you can't forget everything I said. <laughs> you look online and see what the reviews are. Because I don't because I know how like precious nights out are. I don't want to like use one up and you'd be like, wow. Thanks, Diana. No, no, no. I, any, like you said, like, even a bad, I think someone told me that, like, even a bad movie as a night away is, is better than just, it's, you're, at least you're getting out. Yeah, that's true. That's but true. I still need to finish, um, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I have not finished the third season of Marvelous Maisel. So I, cause I've been watching it with my mom. And so we've been watching it just like incrementally. So I'm looking forward to finishing that and the ground. Um, some old stuff still looking forward. I don't know that there's anything new, new that I have like on my radar right now. How about you? No, nothing new, new either. I, I also, we caught up on Marvelous Miss Maisel just over this like holiday time. We hadn't actually seen se- season two, so we caught up on that, and then we got season three, and those both were really good. I thought I saw some movies, so I already talked about Ford vs Ferrari, phenomenal. I saw Star Wars, which is it was good. It was I mean it was a Star Wars movie, you know. The ending was a little odd, but I enjoyed it. I saw Jumanji. No, oh, how was Jumanji? It was fun. It's just like I mean it's as similar as the first one. Just if so, if you like the first one, you like the second one. It was just like a fun. It is. It's just like a fun laugh movie. Yeah, exactly. I want to go not think, just enjoy myself. And I really like The Rock. And then for books, I read two books 
that I really liked since our last episode. One is called Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. That one was really good. And then another one called Cersei by Madeline Miller. I've read her first one um, about Hercules. Um, I have not heard, I haven't read Cersei, but I've heard really good things about that. No, not Hercules, Achilles. Oh shit, why is it Hercules? Um, I didn't know she had other books actually. Um, That's pretty much it. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Uh, So thank you all so much for listening. Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Yeah, and follow us on all social media, BFC Podcast. And if there's anything that we missed in 2019 that we like didn't even fly on our radar, you thought was like, you have to rave about this movie and no one knows about it. Like, let us know. Thank you. Bye. Bye.